I think that Nancy Pristow raised a really great point. I mean, why is it we don't have memorials to those who died in the pandemic and those who fought that pandemic? You know, we've got memorials for the soldiers who died in World War I. Well, medical professionals and volunteers knew that they were risking their lives by taking care of the sick, just like soldiers knew they oh, were they risking their lives by fighting in the war. They knew that. The question is, if, if you're talking about how we remember those people, that's mm-hmm. a different question. That's a question of how do other people perceive what they're doing and, and that risk? And do they understand that, that there's a, you know, a, literally an invader that's being attacked? Right. So I, I get it. So you're saying that today in an age of antibiotics and where people, some people, of course, do die from the flu every year, but where we don't have millions of people dying. Today, we just don't recognize the heroism right. of those public health officials. Got it. Or the threat, uh-huh. right? Or the threat. I mean, the, for the fact right. of the matter is, even just this year, like uh, there's this sort of low hum of a refrain this year of like, hey, guys, like this year, it's a little more serious. Yeah. Like, yoo it's a little more serious. People are actually dying. And it's taken quite a lot for that message to even sort of begin to whisper its way into the public. I mean, I, I just think maybe we do sort of take for granted, just as you're saying, that well, it's a disease and diseases have cures. So, right. so your answer, Joanne, is that we failed as historians. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a nice, a nice optimistic note. Gee, thanks, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking part of the blame. I mean, the point is we have not been successful at letting people understand uh, that, you know, first of all, uh, more people died globally from this than World War I for instance, and that the, quote, soldiers fighting it were risking their lives. No, but I mean, but, but I think there is something to the fact that, you know, you, you get these diseases kind of every year. It's now factored into being part of the rhythm of Americans' lives, you know. Um, right. and, and you get a shot. You, you get a shot. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we feel as if, you know, it's something that we kind of manage in the way that you manage, you know, an ulcer or something like that, you know, on a kind of societal level. Uh, but, but just to be very clear, I mean, there aren't many monuments to doctors Period. Right. We we tend to like building monuments. What do you mean, gen- Nathan? You teach at one of them. <laughs> well, no, it's cool. but <laughs> e- 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 even the Johns Hopkins University um, is not about you know the physicians necessarily. It's about Johns Hopkins, the philanthropists, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, but it's, I think it's also really key, right, that you have a country that at a broad level of commemoration in its culture will build, you know, monuments to generals who lost the war, as we've been talking about for quite some time, mm-hmm. rather than having, you know, the kinds mm-hmm. of things that might reflect broad commitments by, you know, many thousands of people trying to fight back the ravages of a pandemic like flu. Um, and I think it's also, you know, I think valid, to, as you point out, Brian, you know, the, the tens and hundreds of thousands of people that are losing their lives to these diseases in some ways also become, through the passage of time, kind of faceless casualties, right? We, we don't mm-hmm. have a way of talking about the ravages of public health in, you know, K through 12 education. This isn't part of the fables that we talk about America and how it's able to conquer this or that. Even the eradication of polio, that, that word eradication, you know, it's almost like a moment in time, but people don't go back and think about, you know, how polio was really dealt with as part of the general education of most people. It ends up having to be a kind of flashpoint um, and more specialized 
normalize conversation. So all, all this to say, I think, you know, scholars certainly have, I think, been doing their work to try to get the narrative out there. But I think it's also a heavier lift in terms of what kinds of things count as events for most Americans. And things like pandemics, you know, for, the, for lack of a, of a better word, really do fly under the radar for most of the time. Well, and what's a victory in that kind of a war? Well, antibiotics and vaccines, that strikes me as every bit as much a victory as the one won in World War One, which would most scholars would say led pretty directly to World War Two. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think there are victories like that. And and we could name, you know, Jonas Salk. I mean we could name medical professionals mm-hmm. who've done things that we remember and we remember the person who created or innovated that particular discovery. But um the the Although, although you're right, though, Joanne, is no sooner is victory declared than we completely forget about it because people don't worry about that disease right. anymore. You take a pill right. and what's the big <laughs> that's, deal? That's, that's the point. That's the right. point of curing exactly. it, right? Exactly. <laughs> to right. be forgotten. Right. Right. That's exactly true. We're trying really hard to forget about this thing. So, so if I hear you correctly, you're calling for the tomb of the unknown doctor or even better, the tomb of the unknown nurse. Oh. 